Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on? Cool Lock Corner, Mother Truck and BG, Fly NJ88, Rhonda Clark Sings, and everybody in the live. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. Happy 2023 to all you motherfuckers and motherfuckers. We made it another year. Motherfuckers survived and all that good old shit. Even though I don't know if my motherfucking internet connection gonna survive these lives. But it is what it is, though. You know, this pretty much just gonna be probably like a recap of all the shit that I did over last year. Not the shit that I did in life, but just... The aim of the show Shit that happened all year and shit You know, probably like my takeaways from You know, what happened in 2022 Where I was in life All that good shit You know, because right before 2022 started I ended up in this new little situation As far as my new ambiance The Sanctuary You know, nigga was no longer in the boom, boom room. So 2022 was like my first full year in this motherfucker, which I feel like I had a decent year amongst the circumstances and shit. You know, toward the end of 2021, the motherfucker had to, you know, exit from the the situation that I started out in for 13 years. And now it's this new lifestyle that a motherfucker living. So, you know, shout out to that. You know, 2022 was okay. I feel like as a show, I feel like I did very well. You know, I I started doing a lot more freestyle episodes and shit. Like it wasn't like how I was doing because, you know, the, the beginning of the Too Much Game podcast, you know, as I've told y'all before, I started out with the pilot. And basically that episode, just throughout the week, I just wrote a bunch of topics. Like, okay, I'm going to speak on everything that's happening. Everything that's going on in the world at the time, I'm going to write it all down and I'm going to do an episode on all that shit. You know, the episode, it was garbage to me. It was probably the worst shit that I've done in podcasting. But, you know, it was basically like the, the first building block to let me know that I could do this shit. Pretty much by myself. So I do the pilot. You know, shit came out garbage. But, you know, it had potential. So, you know, I started out writing out episodes in full. Like, I would literally write damn near word for word what the show was going to be about. The shit sounded okay. But me personally, like, I could hear the fact that I was reading something. So I switched it up and I would write talking points. And then I would do the show based on the talking points. And it pretty much stayed that way. 
from shit. Basically, 2019 until the beginning of this year. And then pretty shit for the most part, probably half this year, I've been doing freestyle episodes. That's pretty much been my 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 format for 2022. And for 2023, I think that's pretty much what it's going to stay. I'm just going to be freestyling a lot of these motherfuckers. Because I feel like now that I've hit my stride, now that I've found my footing, I've found the voice that I want as far as podcasting goes. Now I could just take whatever I want to talk about and just freestyle through that motherfucker. You know, because one thing that's been consistent with the whole time that I've been recording this show is I do these motherfuckers live. You know, because I need that pressure. Like, I need to have something that'll push me to, you know, get cracking throughout the whole fucking process. Because I feel like if I was doing these motherfuckers pre-recorded, man, I'd be stopping and fucking rewinding all throughout this motherfucker. The, the inner perfectionist in me would come out. So, for the most part, i just been like, fuck it, my nigga. I'm going to put a camera on myself. So, this is the accountability that I have to keep it fucking pushing no matter what it is. To have to perform no matter how it's going. If it's going whack, I just got to step that shit up. Because I got motherfuckers watching me. So, you know, for 2023, I just felt like, nigga, moving forward, I'm going to be freestyling these motherfuckers. Because I feel like I've reached that level to where I could do this shit effortlessly, my nigga. I don't need a whole bunch of notes and shit to push me forward, nigga. I got that game like that. Brownie, what is it? What, what What's up? You cool? You just standing next to me? You're distracted. What's in your mouth? Okay, my daughter is standing literally right here outside the camera where you can't see her. And that shit, like, distracted the fuck out of me. Brownie, step this way real quick, just so the camera can see you. Just so y'all can see why I'm distracted. Brownie just walked past the camera. But, yeah, you know, that's just a quick little rundown of what you're going to be able to expect from the too much game podcast moving forward it's going to flow a lot more smoothly just on the fact that i'm gonna be able to do these motherfuckers live doing these motherfuckers just off the top of the fucking head nigga once i know what i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna just talk about that shit another thing which was something that i noticed as i was counting out my episodes of 2022 i'm not recording if i don't feel it if I'm not in the mood to go, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to phone in no episodes. I'm not just going to be trying to push these motherfuckers out just for the sake of having a fucking episode out. If the motherfucker, like if, if I don't get that feeling before I start recording, I'm just not going to do it. Because I feel like most of my episodes that I wasn't really a fan of, I was doing them just so I could almost like reach an obligation. Like, okay, I got to get an episode out this week. So let me just do something. Let me just put something out. And at the end of the day, like, if it's not the quality that I want, I can't fuck with it. Like, I don't even feel right doing that shit because I feel like I'm cheating my listeners out of a good episode. Like, I would literally rather just not put one out so the next week I could drop a fucking banger as opposed to just giving y'all niggas some shit just to give y'all niggas some shit. You know, I kind of feel like that's just some bullshit, especially in this content game. Like, nigga, I don't want to see my favorite motherfucking content creator just give me something. And I know they heart wasn't in that shit. They mind wasn't in that shit. 
they wasn't feeling that shit when they did it. They just did it because they knew somebody wanted some shit. So, you know, now moving forward, if I miss an episode, I'll let y'all niggas know probably on the next episode because I can never plan out whether or not I'm going to feel it. But I'm going to be doing my best to remain consistent because I'm not saying that shit like every other week I'm going to be dropping them and no shit like that. Nigga, inspiration is coming. So, you know, I'm going to try to bust all 52 weeks straight. You know, that's going to be the goal. But if the motherfucker not going to be a banger, you know, blame my motherfucking mind. Don't blame my heart. You know, or, you know, life be life. And so a motherfucker miss episodes because on some real shit, nigga, 2020, 2021, a nigga, I missed a lot of episodes. Just because of the bullshit that was happening in my motherfucking life. So moving forward, I'm going to be far more consistent than I was in those two years. But, you know, off the bullshit, on to what the fuck I'm going to be doing. You know, my first episode of fucking 2022, the dress don't fit. You know, I was addressing the fact that um, Russell Westbrook got, you know, came to the motherfucking Lakers. And everybody thought that when this motherfucker joined the team, we was finna be fucking unstoppable. My nigga, we got a motherfucking Hall of Famer. So we coming in with three Hall of Famers on the same team. That's That was the thinking behind getting that nigga on the squad. Me, personally, I didn't believe in that shit. I felt like that shit was gonna be some bullshit, which it was, my nigga. We, we look, let me not say we, because I ain't a fucking Lakers fan. The Lakers look like bullshit. The Lakers is all fucked up. And a lot of that shit is because Russell Westbrook, my nigga, every piece of a motherfucking puzzle that looks good ain't good. Every motherfucker who looks like they gonna fit don't fucking fit. And that's that was basically the gist of what that episode was. You know, every you know, in short form, it's like saying everything that glitters ain't gold. You know, everybody thought that, oh, if we get this motherfucking Hall of Famer, we finna be the shit. But you can't get a motherfucker on the team that's more worried about himself than the motherfucking collective. It's never going to work that way. So that was that episode. Episode 120, Life Gone Life. Real nigga time. Nigga, I don't even really remember on that one, nigga. Like, that was one of them episodes that I know I felt it when I did that shit. But just over the fact that, you know, nigga... In this content game, it's hard to remember everything that you've done. Just like how certain actors say they don't watch all their movies. Like, nigga, once I bust an episode out, I'll be done with the shit. You know, I watch the YouTube video, I listen to the episode, just like game film to see where I could improve, what I fucked up on, what I did well, and then I move the fuck on. So all these motherfuckers don't be memorable to me. Some of them be dope. Other ones, I don't be tripping. So on this one, what it say? Broke down the fact that life happened no matter what you want as planned. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, nigga. That was one of them episodes where basically I was talking about fucked up circumstances in your life being the defining factors in who you are as a person. Whenever you come across some fucked up time or fucked up circumstance, you supposed to use that shit as fuel to improve. So... I felt like that was a cool fucking episode, but not something that I fucking like remember recording at the time. 
What's going on, HBK Brendo? Good looking out on catching a motherfucker while a nigga live and shit. You know, that's also something I might work on in 2023, actually scheduling these motherfuckers. But, you know, like I tell y'all motherfuckers all the time, nigga, life be doing what life be doing. So I can't always just guarantee that I'm going to record at certain times. I know I'm going to try to have these motherfuckers done by the beginning of the week and shit. Because over the course of 2022, a motherfucker was recording like Monday mornings. But 2023, I'm going to try to get these motherfuckers out like on Sundays. This particular Sunday, I had a lot going on. Brownie had to get her hair done. I had to cook, had to clean, had a lot of shit going on. So a motherfucker wasn't able to get it cracking in the morning. So I'm getting it, getting it done late. I know a lot of you niggas on the East Coast probably in bed. You know, a motherfucker live is... Dead than a motherfucker, but you know, it is what it is. Brownie, do you want to kiss or something? Why are you so close? My daughter is close to me. If y'all watching on YouTube, y'all see her right there. But anyway, motherfucker gonna be doing these motherfuckers on Sundays. 21, the importance of impression. Basically, me telling motherfuckers that the way that you carry yourself at all times is how you gonna be judged. And you always gotta keep in mind that you never know who you're going to run into. You never know what the interactions that you have in life is going to do for you moving forward. So you always got to keep your best foot forward in any situation. You always got to be on your best behavior. You always got to be putting forth your best performance in no matter what you do. Like I told y'all, as far as me not recording every single week, only recording the episodes that I feel it, and it's because I don't want for a nigga's first time listening to this show, me being on some bullshit. Like, I don't want my first, you know, a nigga come check this episode out and they like, y'all told me this episode, y'all told me this podcast was good. Y'all told me this nigga was talking about some real shit. This motherfucker over here just talking about some shit he saw on TV. This nigga ain't saying no real shit. This nigga ain't saying nothing powerful. This nigga ain't saying nothing profound. This nigga just on here running his motherfucking mouth. I don't ever want to do a fucking episode like that. And that was basically the gist of what I was talking about in that episode. I'm always trying every episode that I record. I want to be my best episode. I literally planned every single episode like this. This one going to be better than all the other ones. This going to be the banger, my nigga. This going to be the hot one. So that's what I pretty much do every episode. I only record when I'm in the mood. So I could put forth the best show that I could put forth every single time. Because you never know when somebody going to be popping in just for a minute. It always got to be something hot. What's going on, Noki? Happy New Year to you, too. You know, the motherfucking next one, demonstration over hesitation. You know, some of these motherfuckers, like I was a little better with the titles than other ones. Like I was a little better with making it to where all I got to do is look at the title and I know what the episode is about. 123 demonstration over hesitation which is literally my nigga like just do some shit my nigga like a lot of motherfuckers overthinking this slows down a process it's a lot of shit in life that you get accomplished if you just got to doing the shit if you just start moving as opposed to overthinking over planning brownie that noise is getting into the microphone back up a little bit with that no brownie i don't need no food right now but that's the fucking thing, like, nigga, when you moving through life, if you want to start a business, nigga, you way better off 
just getting into the shit, getting your feet wet, getting started and fucking up your first time, then never going into it. Because a lot of times in life, you better off starting out and just getting that experience that's going to help you improve than doing all that motherfucking planning and postponing your startup. Because no matter what, anything you start doing for the first time, you're not going to be the greatest at it, my nigga. You can plan all the fuck you want to, but it ain't nothing like that actual experience. It ain't nothing like jumping in that water and feeling how that shit feel, my nigga. Like, you ain't going to get good at basketball until you play. You can watch a million fucking videos on YouTube on how to fucking dunk a basketball, how to dribble between your legs and dribble behind the motherfucking back. But until you actually get on that court and do it, you'll never fucking improve. You'll never get good. You have to get those reps in. So when it comes to anything that you want to do in life, my nigga, you got to put your feet into it. You can't always sit there and think your way through some shit. Just like with this podcast. And like I said, my nigga, the, the pilot of this show was garbage. But I knew that I had to record the motherfucker. Like I knew I had to get here and actually record. I have to get in this motherfucking studio and do this shit repeatedly as many times as I can so I could get good. Because sitting at home thinking about podcasting, planning a podcast, you know, buying a bunch of motherfucking equipment and and just fucking off with the equipment. That shit not going to get me good, my nigga. You know, it's just like the motherfucking and one basketball players like nigga. You sitting in your fucking garage practicing moves all you want to nigga. Yeah, that shit cool. Until it's a nigga defending you. You know, your ass is doing all this dribbling in your fucking garage and filming yourself and doing all that bullshit, nigga. That shit don't matter if a nigga not in front of you trying to stop you. You have to get in the fucking game with that shit and see how it works in real life. That's how it is with everything. Like, you have to start doing shit. You got to start making them fucking moves. You got to make them plays. If you don't, nigga, you'll never improve on shit, nigga. You'll just be a fucking... A thinker, a dreamer, but never a fucking doer. And you'll always be a fucking failure. You know, next episode was change. You know, it goes without being said, my nigga. This was an easy one. Change is something that's constant in life. The only thing constant in life is change. The fact that nothing stays the same. That's the only thing in life that's a constant. People change. Circumstances change. The weather changes. The clock changes. Everything about life changes. And that's a good thing. You know, a lot of motherfuckers fear change. A lot of motherfuckers don't like change. A lot of motherfuckers fail because they can't handle change. You know, basically that whole episode was teaching the motherfucker that change is good. A lot of times, even changes for the worst can be good if you know how to adapt to those changes. You know, one thing in life that you have to always understand is the fact that shit changes. So you should always be preparing yourself for the fact that things are going to change. People are going to change. Circumstances are going to change. Relationships change. You know, your kids going to change. Every time you look at these motherfuckers, they going to be different. Every time I see Brownie, she's bigger. Every time I take Brownie to the mall, her fucking shoe size is different. 
Her clothing sizes are different. But that's life. That's the beauty of life is the fact that it's going to change. You know, and something that you all also have to learn about the changes in life is enjoying the times that you in because you understand the fact that they're going to change. Enjoy your children while they're little. Enjoy the, the little processes that are happening in your children's life. You know, from when they tripping over their feet to when they getting in the shit, when they talking shit, when they learning themselves, when they going through puberty. You know, when they growing, when they learning, you know, when they figuring they self out, you have to enjoy all those little bit of times in life because they going to change. Nothing lasts forever. And that's what the fucking episode was about. What you say, B, uh, HBK Brendo? It'd be the thoughts of the mainstream com- competitors that even yourself are even a huge fan of. Take, man, good looking out on me, you know, and that's the fucking thing. That's what that episode was about. Embracing changes in life, my nigga. What's up, Brownie? My nose is sweating. Thank you, Brownie. I appreciate you. Good looking out. She want to be in the show without being in the show. But thank you. Next episode, deposits and withdrawals. Basically, this motherfucking episode. Oh, what's going on, my nigga? Blackjack 94, Birmingham, Alabama in this bitch. What you say? Some people don't. Don't like or are afraid to change evolution of life. We all evolve every day. Yeah, pretty much, my nigga. But next episode, deposits and withdrawals. Basically, this fucking episode, I was talking about reaping what you sow. You know, getting out of life what you put into it. You know, the same as the earlier episode when I was talking about just getting shit started. You ain't going to get shit out of life if you don't put nothing into that shit. Like, if you ain't going to put in no motherfucking work, you're not going to get no fucking return, my nigga. If you don't deposit into your life, there will be no return. If you don't invest in yourself, you ain't going to get no return on that, my nigga. You know, and that's the that was the gist of what that episode was about. Anything you do, you got to give 100% if you want to receive 100%. If you don't put forth full effort in the game that you play... You're not going to get back that full return. Again, back to my process with this shit. You know, I'm only giving episodes where I could give you 100% of the effort that I have. You know, I want motherfuckers to get get me at my my full fucking potential. I want to be firing on all fucking cylinders. So every time y'all hear this motherfucker, it's banging. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Y'all like, oh, that, that nigga was spitting that day. That nigga was in rare form. I don't even want my top form to be considered rare form. I just want that shit. That's just him, nigga. Every, every time that nigga get on the court, he get 40. Every time that nigga play, he got a 40. He got a 40 ball for your motherfucking ass. Because the only time he going to step on the court is when he got a 40 ball in him. That's how I want this shit to be, my nigga. You know, because the thing is, like, I don't just get on these motherfuckers and just tell y'all shit that I don't fucking live by. Like, I don't try to give game based on some shit I heard or some shit that I wish I could do. I literally do it based off shit that I'm doing, shit that I'm moving in. You know, whether or not I'm actually actively doing it, nigga, it's for sure some shit that I'm working on. So, like I said, nigga, everything I do in life, I try to give 100% so I could get 100%. I support other fucking content creators because I want support back. You know, like something that I said in that episode, nigga, don't ask me to share your show if you don't share my show, my nigga. Don't ask me to do something for you that you wouldn't do for me. Don't ask me to do something for you that you didn't do for me. You know, a lot of times, nigga, you got to sow those fucking seeds to get that return. Nigga, sometimes you got to pay that shit forward. Like, all right, let me share this nigga shit. Let me go listen to this nigga shit. Let me support this dude so maybe he could support me back when I need that on the back end. You know, it's also something in the episode that I had did uh, after that one about karma, which is the same type of deal. You know, which is, nigga, you going to get out what you put into anything, including karma. You know, because like I was talking about in that episode, you know, and let me not get ahead of myself. But like I said, my nigga, that's what that motherfucking episode was about. You put forth 100% so you can get back 100%. Nigga, you going to get out of life what you put into life. You going to get the return on any work that you put in. So always put in 100% of that work so you can get 100% of the fucking return. Episode 126, protect your motherfucking peace. You know, it goes without being said. You know, that fucking episode was pretty much me just talking about not allowing bullshit and bullshit ass people to fuck your fucking mood up, fuck your energy up, fuck up your trajectory, my nigga. You know, you got to protect your peace of mind because one of the main things in life that's going to be important to you is the peace that you have in your motherfucking mind. You know, nigga, mental health has been something that motherfuckers been talking about for like the last five fucking years, nigga. Motherfuckers out here killing themselves, going crazy, my nigga, because they mental health fucked up. And a lot of that is because people don't protect their peace. You know, you allow a lot of shit to get to you. You allowed a lot of shit to fuck up your money, fuck with your family, fuck with you physically, fuck with your finances. And that be fucking niggas minds up. You know, that's how motherfuckers end up fucked up, nigga, depression, anxiety, all this shit. Because instead of just telling the motherfucker, no, I can't do it. No, I ain't got it. No, I ain't got time for that shit. Motherfuckers be trying to please other people. And you got to put your star player first, my nigga. You know, you always got to put your mental health first. You got to protect your motherfucking peace. That's what that shit was. What you say? Fly NJ88. Protecting my peace better in 2023. I lacked that last year. 
Exactly. And that's all that's all this shit is. That's literally the aim of this show. Cause like I would always say, I don't I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in solving the problem once you realize it's a problem. You know, like I said, nigga, you know, I don't do the oh new year, new this, new that. No, nigga, I I just keep on doing what the fuck I've been doing, regardless of the fucking calendar. You know, nigga, I don't need a date on the calendar to tell me when the fuck I need to solve a problem. If my motherfucking house is burning down, I don't be like, man, on the third, I'm going to put that fire out on the third. (laughs) No, nigga, I put that motherfucker out right the fuck now, my nigga. Like, that's just how I do. That's the shit that I talk about. That's what I preach on this shit. Solve motherfucking problems when you fucking see them. You know, next episode, 127. Black eye on black excellence. Thank you, Brownie. But anyway, you know, this motherfucker, Will Smith, smacked the shit out of fucking Chris Rock. What's going on, my nigga Jay Christian from the Cognac Room? My nigga probably in the goddamn bathtub, I mean, uh, in his hot tub. That nigga got a hot tub in his living room. And he swims around in a hot tub with a t-shirt on. Shout out to Jay Christian, the nigga in the hot tub with the shirt on. But, um... You know, Black Eye on Black Excellence was basically me breaking down a lot of what the fuck happened in that situation as far as, you know, Will Smith smacking the fuck out of fucking Chris Rock, you know, which led to an episode that came out later, you know, Demic, you know, because a lot of what it was, I feel like Will Smith felt like he had to do something because he had been getting fucking disrespected so fucking viciously by his wife that he felt like he had to like preserve his image as a man and do some old bullshit. You know, I feel like he's in a situation where he knows that his wife don't really don't really love him like that. So he's still going out of his way to prove his love for her. Like he's trying to love her into loving her. And in that he did some bullshit that is pretty much going to follow him for the rest of his motherfucking life. Like he felt like nigga, let, let me show her that I love her. Let me, let me be the Tupac that I know she's really in love with. Cause that's what it is. He knows that she's into these roughneck motherfuckers. She's into these street motherfuckers. So he like, nigga, let me, let me do some street shit and maybe she'll like me more. You know, so he did some stupid shit in order to prove his love for it, my nigga. And it was a bad fucking look. What you say? He felt like he had to after he saw the way she was looking because he laughed first. Exactly. And that's the fucking thing. That nigga know that joke was funny. You know, and and something that I talk about on this show kind of often is the fact that as a man, as a real man, like I tell y'all, I don't push that alpha male red pill bullshit. But just as a real motherfucking man, you can't allow a woman to dictate your motherfucking actions. A woman shouldn't be the motherfucker making your plays. What's going on, my nigga Harrison? A more than 92 podcast, hoochie salute. But like, that's the fucking thing. As a man, you cannot allow a woman to dictate your motherfucking actions. Nigga, you protect, you provide. You know, as a motherfucking man, you're the leader. 
if she needs to be defended, you defend her. But at the same time, she shouldn't t- she shouldn't be the one telling you how to do it. You do that. You the man, my nigga. Like that's your fucking role as a man is to protect. What's going on, Sam B. Pod? So it's like you shouldn't allow no woman to tell you you need to slap the shit out of him. If you don't feel like that nigga need the shit slapped out of him, you don't need to be doing that, my nigga. You're the man. You're the leader. You do what you see fit, my nigga. And if she ain't down with that, y'all motherfuckers just gonna have to part ways. That's just what it is. That's the long and short of it, my nigga. Like, she shouldn't be the one driving the car. You're the leader. That nigga allow her little snarky little look, little to fuck his career up, my nigga. Because that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, you allow her and what you think her taste is to make you do some bullshit. You put it all on the line because you think that's what she wants. You shouldn't be letting her drive your fucking actions like that, especially driving you to do some old bullshit that's out of your fucking character. You shouldn't be jumping out of your fucking body because of a, a motherfucking facial expression. She she didn't made you look stupid at every fucking turn, and she's continuing to make you look stupid. As a man, nigga, you can't fucking allow that, dog. I don't give a fuck how in love you are. That shit got your ass looking stupid. But... Next episode, live with my sister, Sister Z. You know, I, I I just was allowing her to use my platform to push her message forward. Hopefully, my sister Zamira will get on her shit and actually, you know, create content this year. You know, that episode, I'm not going to call it a throwaway. It just was more of like, you know, us just chopping it up, you know, shooting the shit. You know, she gives advice to women, you know, from the from the perspective of a woman. You know, shout out to my sis. You know, she got cracking on that one. Episode 129, the loyalty freestyle. You know, where I was just talking about loyalty as, as a whole. You know, because my belief is loyalty is something that you use strategically. Loyalty is a privilege, not a right. And it should be treated like that on both ends of the spectrum. You as a person... You don't owe nobody no motherfucking loyalty. If they haven't been loyal to you, you don't owe it to them to be loyal. You know, because a lot of people use the term loyal to a fault. And a lot of times the reason that that term is loyal to a fault is because you're giving loyalty that motherfuckers don't deserve. You being loyal to people who ain't loyal to you. You doing you being loyal to people who fucking you over. You being loyal to people who don't respect you. You being loyal to people who don't appreciate your fucking loyalty. That ain't the motherfucking case. That's not what you should be doing, my nigga. You should be loyal to those who are loyal to you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If your ass ain't showing me no reason to be loyal to you, I'm not going to be. You know, like this is one of the things when it comes to like relationships and things like that. You know how they say like don't do wife shit for a boyfriend. 
I don't push that, but I definitely push until you and this person are both on the same wavelength as far as the energy that you give him, he giving you back. You don't owe this motherfucker to be loyal to him if you know he fucking around and vice versa. If you ain't posting me, I ain't posting you. If you ain't exclusive with me, I'm not exclusive with you. If you ain't telling me I love you, I'm not telling you I love you. You going to match these motherfuckers energy because it's a whole lot of motherfuckers out here that's trying to like a motherfucker into liking you. You trying to be loyal to a motherfucker thinking that they going to return your loyalty just because you loyal and life don't fucking work like that. A lot of motherfuckers is just going to allow you to be, you know, royal loyal and they going to laugh. They going to laugh at your motherfucking ass. That shit is out. What's going on, Dina Duh? How you doing? You know, that's the fucking thing. I don't believe in just trying to loyal a motherfucker into being loyal back. Fuck that. You know what you say? Can you be giving out the wrong type of loyalty? Me personally, I feel like there's only one type of loyalty. You know, loyalty is just loyalty. Like I don't like you'd have to explain further what it means by the wrong type of loyalty. You know, because me, I feel like loyalty is just priority. You know, you prioritizing a person over yourself. You prioritizing a person over other people. If they not prioritizing you over others, fuck them. That's just how the fuck I feel about loyalty as a whole, my nigga. If you ain't prioritizing me, I'm not prioritizing you. If I'm not the first motherfucker you call, you ain't the first motherfucker I call. That's just what it is, nigga. You match up the motherfucker's energy. Episode 130, never step off the throne. You know, that's another self-explanatory title. You know, that episode was me basically saying everything don't need to be addressed. Every motherfucking situation don't need a fucking reaction. What's going on, my nigga Timo from the It's All Love podcast? You know, everybody don't need to, to get your motherfucking energy. Whenever you get mad, frustrated, or pissed off, somebody say some bullshit to you, everything don't need a fucking response. You know, you don't step off the throne to address no motherfucking peasant. You know, it's a lot of motherfuckers like Will Smith who threw it all away because of some perceived disrespect, because of some punk-ass words, because some shit a comedian said, a court jester. Nigga, you are a king. You don't step off the throne to slap no motherfucking comedian, my nigga. You know, and not saying that Chris Rock ain't a legend in his own right, my nigga. But what I'm saying is, nigga, if I'm on the throne, me and my queen, if you address my queen, I'm going to address you the way that you need to be addressed. I'm not going to jump off the throne and slap you, my nigga. I have people to do that. I have ways of punishing you that don't involve me throwing all my motherfucking shit away. What's going on, my nigga? Josiah the Powerful, you know. Shout out to the loyal royals up in this motherfucker. You know, but that's the thing. Like, as a person, you have to remember who the fuck you are. Everybody don't deserve your energy. Everybody don't deserve a fucking response from you. Everybody don't deserve a fucking clap back from you. You know, there's a lot of people in life who literally get off on getting a reaction out your ass. Like, they love just being able to change your mood. They love being able to take the fucking smile off your face. They want to humble you. They see your ass walk around with your chest out looking good, motherfucking 
Nigga, you, you, you smell good. You look good. Your posture's good. You got your head up. You feeling yourself, nigga. You, 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 you on, you up here. And they just like, bitch, you ain't even all that. I don't like your shirt. Nigga, your motherfucking teeth yellow. Nigga, you stink. You think you all that. You think you the shit. No, you think I'm the shit. That's why you trying to humble me, my nigga. You see me up here and you trying to knock me down. You know, a lot of times motherfuckers only do that because they understand the dynamic of human nature that says that nigga, we just have a like a fixation on negativity. You know, like if you'll look through like a celebrity's comments, you'll see a million motherfuckers like, you're gorgeous, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're funny, you're charismatic, I love you, you're this, you're that, you're great, you're phenomenal, you're fantastic. Then you got one punk-ass motherfucker that's going to be like, I didn't like your last song. And they're going to go past all those people who said positive shit to address that one hating-ass motherfucker. Fuck you, bitch, you ain't got to listen to my music. So even though a million people told you your shit was fly, you ignored all them. And you came off the throne to address this one punk ass motherfucker. You know, like Rhonda Clark saying said, a hater is a confused fan. That's some shit I said years ago. What's going on, my nigga Rodis from the Rodis Live podcast? You know, a, a lot of motherfuckers, they understand that. They love that shit. Like, oh, if I say some hating shit, I'm going to get... A, a fucking tweet back from Rihanna So even though I'm a big fan of Rihanna I'ma tell her her head big So she can clap back at me Now I got Rihanna in my mentions That's literally the way these punk ass motherfuckers mind work Like they know that if they say some punk shit You, go, you way more likely to reply to some punk shit Than to some cool shit Than to you literally telling them I love you, you're great, you changed my life you, you my favorite artist. You my favorite content creator. You be saying some real shit. You be doing some real shit. I love what you doing. They gonna skip past all that. They might like the comment or some shit like that. But nigga, let you call them a bitch or something stupid. Niggas jump off the throne all the time. And that episode was literally, you know, me just saying, fuck them, nigga. Ignore that bullshit. Nigga, you too big for that. What you say, Josiah the Prophet, the haters and... Haterettes have nothing going for them. So they spread the virus and infection to make themselves feel good. Pretty much, my nigga. Because it's like this. You rarely see a hater doing better than you. You don't have a motherfucker pulling up in something better than you shitting on you. You would think that that would be the case, but no. Nigga, you don't never see a motherfucker pulling up in a Rolls Royce pointing and laughing at a nigga in a Mercedes. He ain't got no time for that shit. That nigga's going on about his day being successful, my nigga. Successful motherfuckers just succeed. They don't have time for motherfuckers behind them. So 99 times out of 100, if a motherfucker is hating on you, it's because they see something that you have that they want. And like I'm saying, as far as a motherfucker hating on you ain't doing better than you, nigga, that's not always financial. It's a lot of motherfuckers that got more money than you, but they still jealous of you because you happier than them. They jealous of you because your relationships are going better than theirs. You know, because that's the fucking thing. A lot of motherfuckers look at haters and look at doing good or doing bad in a fucking financial sense. And it's not always money. It's motherfuckers that's just mad at you because everybody fuck with you. 
They got all this bread And they can't get no females You broke as shit Nigga you riding a bicycle And all the bitches love you Them niggas is jealous dog That's what a lot of these fucking content creators be on A lot of these content creators be like Damn I got this big ass platform I got all this money All this shit And these bitches is fucking with broke ass Ronald And they'll get on their platform and say shit like Man these bitches want broke niggas Man these bitches love a, 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 a criminal These bitches love these niggas They love these bum ass niggas no, they just don't like your bitch ass. It's not that they choose niggas who are broke on purpose. They don't choose you because you're a bitch. That's what it is. These niggas got money, but they jealous of the broke niggas because the broke niggas be successful with women. These niggas wish they were successful with women. And that's what it is all across the board. I feel like that's what happened to Shanquilla, my nigga. You know, it, it's not always a financial thing. Motherfuckers be jealous just because they see you doing good. They see that you have good relationships. They see that you popular on social media. They see that you're popular in general. Everybody fucks with you. They like, damn, why, why don't nobody fuck with me like they fuck with her? I don't like her. Fuck her. Why don't you like her? I don't know. You know, because you jealous of her. That's what it is. You're mad that this person has a success that you don't fucking have. That's why motherfuckers be hating. And like I said, it's not always a financial situation. Some motherfuckers hate you because you look better than them. Some motherfuckers hate you because you happier than them. Some motherfuckers, you know, it's just like a lot of motherfuckers that hate on ratchet people. Because they see ratchet motherfuckers always happy, smiling, dancing, and partying. Oh, what the fuck you happy for? You broke. Bitch, because I'm happy. You mad because I'm happy? You don't like seeing me with a motherfucking smile on my fucking face? Nigga, let me be motherfucking happy, bitch. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like I said, nigga, don't step off the motherfucking throne. Fuck these motherfuckers. They don't deserve no motherfucking response. What's up, Brownie? No, go watch the TV in the bedroom. Just all in the middle of my show. See, this is why I like doing that shit when they be at school and shit. Because they be wanting to be the star of this motherfucker. And what you say Dina does, some people hate you because you attract people and they don't. Exactly. That's the fucking thing. A lot of motherfuckers just hate to see your positive energy bringing other motherfuckers around you. They see the fact that you have an attractive energy. Because it ain't always because you're the most beautiful motherfucker. You just got, you just got that, that spark. You got a charisma that just has motherfuckers wanting to be around you. And they hate that shit. They got money. They got status. They got all this shit. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And all you have is you And the cool motherfucker you are And the way the motherfuckers love you And they hate that motherfucking shit Fuck them motherfuckers They don't deserve your motherfucking energy dog Episode 131 Strong enemies You know that episode You know The last tweet Of the great legendary Nipsey Hussle was Having strong enemies is a blessing You know and I, I took that as a lot of more having adversity to overcome than having literal people that you're up against, my nigga. You know, I feel like just in life, you play up to your competition. You know, a lot of people pretend that they came from poverty because they understand that that's a heavy circumstance to overcome. And they understand that being the overcomer is something to be commended. Overcoming strong enemies is something that makes you a strong person. You know, so it's a blessing to have strong enemies. It's a blessing to have adversity. You know, you can't always get down on yourself when something goes fucked up. A lot of times, nigga, you got to be happy when you have a problem to solve. You know, a big problem requires a big solution. It requires a big person. It requires a lot from you. And when you have a heavy weight to lift, it makes you that much stronger. You know, like, nigga, sometimes you, you got to embrace them L's, my nigga. You know, when something goes fucked up for you, you can't always get down on yourself. Sometimes you got to just look at that shit as an opportunity to prosper over something big. You know, that was that's what the fucking episode was about. Like, nigga, it's good to have them strong enemies. It's good to have those big circumstances. Sometimes to prove to yourself how big of a person you are, how much shit you can take. You know, those those heavy weights on your shoulders give you the the proof that you can overcome that shit. Like, okay, nigga, I know this shit is fucked up. You know, like at that time that I recorded that episode, you know, like I said, nigga, I'm in a different studio. Like it's a lot of fucking circumstances that put me in the situation that I'm in. You know, as much as shit go fucked up, like it's literally me saying I got to overcome this shit. This a motherfucking big one and it's fucked up. But this is just another chance for me to prove to motherfuckers what I'm made of. How I'm built, nigga. I'm built for this shit. You know, nigga, I fought bigger wars than this. I've beat bigger bullies than this. So this is just another motherfucking, uh, uh, another fucking notch in my belt. This is another fucking victory that I'm going to have. Because there would, we wouldn't talk about Ali without George Foreman. Without motherfucking, um, damn, that's Joe Frazier. You know, like we wouldn't talk about a lot of the great champions in life if they didn't have Great motherfucking opponents, my nigga. We we wouldn't be calling LeBron the GOAT if he wouldn't have beat the 73-win motherfucking Warriors, dog. 
Like that's the fucking thing It's a lot of motherfuckers That we wouldn't talk about In the way that we talked about them If it wasn't for those circumstances That they had to overcome You know like nigga You you can't tell me Oh man I'm, I'm this and I'm that And you ain't beat nobody Like nigga that's, that's a strike against you If you ain't had no strong enemies My nigga That's the fucking thing Like nigga uh, uh, Until you can beat something big You'll never be looked at as big so, like I said in that episode, like the great Nipsey Hussle said in his last tweet, having strong enemies is a blessing, my nigga. My next episode, 132, karma is beautiful. You know, it goes without being said. Like, a lot of motherfuckers say shit like karma's a bitch. I never say that. Karma is not a bitch, my nigga. The way that I look at it, karma's only a bitch when you treat her fucked up. Like, nigga, you know, like I said in that earlier episode, deposits and withdrawals. You going to get out of life what you put into life. The same with karma. Just like there's bad karma, like motherfuckers like, oh, karma got her. Karma came back. Nigga, karma could come back from you doing good shit. You being a blessing to somebody. That literally brings good karma to you. You looking out for somebody, you showing love to somebody, you supporting somebody, you helping somebody. That brings karma too, my nigga. Like karma is not a bitch. Karma's a bitch to niggas who treat it like it's a bitch. Like me personally, nigga, I do the best that I can in life to have as positive an impact on motherfuckers as I can in order for my karma to be good. Like, nigga, I literally look at karma like it's a bank account, nigga, and I try to make as many deposits as possible, my nigga. I try to invest enough good energy into karma so I could get good karma back, my nigga. Like, that's how I walk through life. Like, I want my karma to always be as good as fucking possible, you know, and that's what the fucking episode was about. Like, niggas be looking at karma like karma fucked up, and it's only fucked up when you fuck it up for yourself, you run around this motherfucker being selfish, nigga. That's going to be your karma. You treating people fucked up. That's going to be your motherfucking karma, dog. You know, so if you treat karma good, karma going to treat you good, nigga. So like I said, karma is beautiful. You know, the next episode was the gospel of Kevin Samuels. You know, May of, of, of last year, we lost the late great motherfucking Kevin Samuels. And I know a lot of motherfuckers didn't like Kevin Samuels. And that's cool, my nigga. Everybody wasn't meant to be liked. Motherfuckers with a strong opinion gonna have motherfuckers with strong opposing opinions. So I understood the fact that a lot of motherfuckers didn't like Kevin Samuels. They didn't like the way that he delivered his message. They didn't like the way that he said shit. You know, but me personally, you know, like the late great Sinful the P would say, eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know, I took what was good of his message and I ran with that. The shit I didn't like, I didn't pay no fucking attention to, my nigga. You know, the fact that motherfuckers was literally happy to see him pass away, that shit fucking like, it disappointed the fuck out of me. Because it's like at the end of the day, this nigga's a content creator. This nigga wasn't a fucking mass shooter. This nigga wasn't taking money from nobody. This nigga wasn't stealing from nobody. That nigga wasn't you know committing crimes that had victims this nigga was doing the exact same shit i'm doing 
sitting in his motherfucking living room with a microphone in front of him, giving his fucking opinion on things. And motherfuckers was happy to see this nigga die, my nigga. That is fucked up. Like, nigga, I, I can't see how I could have a, a, a different opinion in the motherfucker and be happy that they died, dog. Like, nigga, think about how many family members this motherfucker had. You know, how many actual friends this nigga had. And it was tragic to lose him. And motherfuckers was, like, happy that this nigga was gone. Like, even if I don't agree with your opinion, I'm not finna dance on your grave, my nigga. Like, he didn't do nothing, nobody, man. That nigga did, he, he didn't make your husband leave you. That nigga didn't make your dog die. That nigga didn't make you lose your job. That nigga didn't have no negative impact on nobody's life. He just said a bunch of shit that some of you motherfuckers didn't agree with. And motherfuckers was happy to see this nigga go. That's fucked up. You know, like, a lot of what I talked about in that episode was just basically the message of Kevin Samuels. You know, which was accountability, my nigga. Re- taking responsibility for your actions. Taking accountability for the fact that where you at in life is where you at in life because of you. Your relationship status being what it is because of you. You can't ask for somebody amazing if you not amazing your goddamn self. That was Kevin Samuel's message. Don't ask for no motherfucker that makes this crazy money and treats you all fucking great. If you ain't doing that for your motherfucking self, you ain't working out. You ain't taking care of yourself. You letting a bunch of niggas fuck on you. You know, nigga, you, you ain't, you ain't carrying yourself as the best that you can be, but you want a motherfucker that's going to treat you better than you treat your motherfucking self. That's what Kevin Samuel's message was. The motherfuckers wanted that nigga dead for a fucking opinion. That's crazy. Cause a lot of what the fuck it is, I agree with. I might not agree with how he said it, but I definitely agree with the fact that you got to take accountability for your motherfucking position in life. Cause he went just as hard on niggas as he went on women, but you know, hit dogs, holler the loudest. And what you say, Josiah, that really is sick. I can't believe that a lot of women celebrated the man's death. Kevin Samuels got the last laugh now because those same women who was happy he died are the same women who are bitter and miserable. Exactly. And that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, nigga, how you view Kevin Samuels, it reflects a lot more on you than it reflected on him. He don't know you. So the fact that you're happy that he died, you was mad that he was successful, nigga, that shows the type of fucked up person you are. That don't make him look fucked up. He died the way he wanted to die, in some pussy. You know, I, I, shit, I, I hope I can go out like that, nigga, in some pussy. That's a great way to go out. Better than getting hit by a bus. That's the only thing I was happy about when it came to Kevin Samuels dying. Shit, I'm glad that nigga died in some pussy and didn't die of COVID. He didn't die in the hospital choking to death. You know, he didn't die in a fucked up way. He died in some pussy. So, you know, shout out to the motherfucking champion. You know, next episode was kind of a continuation of that Kevin Samuels episode. You know, 134, real masculinity is never toxic. You know, one of my more popular episodes and shit, you know. The, the concept is literally 
real masculinity is never toxic. You know, like they would say, oh, that's toxic masculinity. No, that's lack of masculinity. Lack of masculinity is toxic. Masculinity is not toxic. You being a motherfucking man, there's nothing toxic about that. You being a leader, that's masculinity. That's not toxic. Nigga, you being decisive, you being assertive, you being persistent, consistent, you being a man of your motherfucking word, you being honest. That's not toxic. Nigga, you exerting your will on a woman, that ain't fucking masculinity, nigga. That's you being a bitch. You feeling like you can dominate a woman because you bigger and stronger than her? That's not fucking masculinity, my nigga. That's you being a bitch. That's insecurity. Masculinity ain't motherfucking toxic. It ain't nothing toxic about actual masculinity. There's nothing toxic about a man being a fucking man. It's 100% toxic when a man moves like a bitch. Nigga, putting your hands on women, that's what bitches do. That's not masculinity. You know, like I've had debates about this and women try to use that term. And I'm like, that's that shit is stupid. Nigga, that's a fucking oxymoron as far as I'm concerned. As a real fucking man, your ass ain't toxic. You just a real motherfucking man. You doing what the fuck you supposed to do. That It ain't toxic, my nigga. So that's what that episode was about. 135, The Art of Charisma. You know, which, you know, it had a lot to do with, you know, why Trump won the presidency. You know, why a lot of motherfuckers get a little farther in life than others. You know, why certain people get promoted at their job and others don't. A lot of motherfuckers are more popular in this content game than others. And it's charisma. You know, charisma is the difference between motherfuckers noticing you and motherfuckers ignoring you. You know, and a lot of what that episode was basically the dynamic of whether motherfuckers like you or hate you, as long as you make motherfuckers feel something, you'll be remembered. You know, like a lot of it, you know, goes down to like wrestling, you know, and shout out to that nigga JR from the West Virginia (laughs) Commonplace podcast. You know, we did an episode and we was talking about wrestlers and shit, you know. And a lot of what made wrestlers great was more of the 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 charisma they had than the ability they had. What's going on, my nigga Compton Rick Rock? You know, like the charismatic wrestlers was the wrestlers that we remember. The wrestlers that became our favorite. Because we all understand that wrestling is predetermined. I wouldn't call it fake, but the 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 results, they know before they fucking start going at it. So anyway, we ain't tripping off the skill. We tripping off the charisma. We tripping off of how they make us feel, my nigga. You know, some of the fucking worst goddamn wrestlers was our favorites. Like this nigga fucking Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan had the most bullshit finishing move in wrestling. And we got excited every time. Because we love to see Hulk Hogan whoop somebody ass. It wasn't the fact that he was a a more talented or skilled wrestler in the ring. It's the fact that we fucked with him as a person. We fucked with how he moved. He made us feel good. Just like a Razor Ramon or a fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. A motherfucker who you supposed to hate. 
But you end up liking this motherfucker because of his fucking charisma, my nigga. You know, that's the fucking thing. What she say? Yeah, charisma definitely have you talking to anyone. You know, and that's the fucking thing. You know, like Josiah said, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker all had great charisma. Exactly. The Rock, charismatic as a motherfucker. Stone Cold, motherfucking Razor Ramon. Like these niggas, you know, especially Ric Flair. You know, when it came to these motherfuckers, like you just wanted to watch them. You couldn't take your eyes off the screen. A lot of these niggas were supposed to be bad guys. You were supposed to boo these motherfuckers, but you end up cheering for them because of that fucking charisma, my nigga. You know, and that's what it is in life. You know, just like with the cover, the artwork for that show was a picture of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a charismatic motherfucker. Whether you liked him or hated him, you couldn't take your eyes off him. Nigga, the motherfuckers ran to the polls to either vote for or against Donald Trump because he was one of the most charismatic motherfuckers that ever hit the White House. Same with fucking Barack Obama. That motherfucker was oozing with charisma, my nigga. You you had to love this motherfucker or you had to hate this motherfucker. Those are always the most successful motherfuckers is the motherfuckers who can make you feel something. Whether you love they ass or hate they ass, they make you feel something. And that's why you can't take your eyes off them. That's why a lot of motherfuckers is so supportive of certain people, certain shit. Because of the because of that fucking charisma, because they make you feel something. You know, it's a lot of motherfucking content creators like Kevin Samuels. Motherfuckers hate this nigga, but they watch him every fucking time because he has charisma. You don't like motherfucking Kevin Samuels, but you know all his his lives. You know all the points that he make. You know all his views. You like, I hate Kevin Samuels. That nigga said this. That nigga said that. That nigga said this. That nigga said that. Like, why don't you ignore this motherfucker? Because he's charismatic. That nigga's must see TV, my nigga. You know, and basically that episode was me expressing the fact that you as a person, you got to be who you are authentically 100 percent and stand on that shit because that's where charisma comes from. You know, like King uh, underscore 24 said the Joker, you know, that's another motherfucker like that's like one of my favorite bad guys because of the charisma, nigga. You know, Heath Ledger killed that motherfucking shit, you know. Charisma You couldn't You couldn't take your eyes Off his ass Wouldn't be no Batman Without the Joker You know The next episode Was the value of chemistry You know Which is kind of a play From the first episode That I did This year The dress don't fit I done muted myself On accident My bad But um You know like The value of chemistry Chemistry is something that you need in all situations when it comes to your dealings with other people in order for you to succeed in anything. You know, your ability to play with a team, your ability to work with a group of people, you know, your ability to move and groove in a fucking relationship dynamic with just one person. The chemistry that you have with your wife, the chemistry you have with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your supervisor. Your dispatcher, 
you know, your your fucking teammate on a fucking basketball or football team. You know, when you in a fucking podcast, your co-host, you have to have chemistry with any motherfucker in order for you to be successful in any dynamic. You know, a lot of times how well you work with a person will take you a lot farther than how you are as an individual and how they are as an individual. Like the fact that y'all know where the other person is supposed to be. The fact that you know when to stop talking and when they start talking or them knowing that about you, like they can just tell by the tone of your voice when you're done speaking so they can start speaking. So y'all motherfuckers could flow how well you dance with a woman, how you make her look good while she dancing. So you just getting your groove on. So y'all look good as a collective. Chemistry is valuable in everything, dog. You know, a lot of times two people working together can do more work than three people working apart. You know, like how you and this motherfucker move because y'all know exactly what to do. Y'all better than three motherfuckers that don't know what the fuck they doing. You know, it's like the movie 300. You know, the fact that those 300 soldiers beat that 10,000 soldiers is because that 300 soldiers was literally a well-loyal machine. 300 motherfuckers that was on the same fucking page. They all knew what the mission was. They all had the same goal and they all knew exactly what the fuck they was going to do. They worked together, fought together, did everything together. That 10,000 was just 10,000 stupid motherfuckers and they beat them. Because chemistry is fucking valuable as a motherfucker, my nigga. Like, chemistry is unbeatable. A group of motherfuckers that's firing on all cylinders will always beat a bunch of motherfuckers that don't know what the fuck going on. You know, and that's pretty much the gist of that episode, my nigga. Next episode, 137. This is probably my favorite episode. Um, The title, I probably should have changed it to some other shit, but... You know, you'd have to hear the fucking show. Episode 137, This Is Why I'm Cool. The episode was pretty much, um, I had started reading the teachings of Epictetus. You know, like the, the art of stoicism. You know, being a stoic. Like me personally, if y'all watch my show, listen to my show, know me in person, I carry myself with a very stoic demeanor. You know, and then I started looking up the, you know, the the mindset of stoicism. You know, there was a dude named Epictetus. He was like a Greek philosopher or some shit who wrote about stoicism. You know, and that episode was pretty much me giving a whole lot of, you know, the basis of what stoicism is, which is carrying yourself as a person who does not worry about things that they can't control. You know, Moving as a person who, no matter what happens in life, you handle that shit. If things are going good, you moving forward. Things going bad, you moving forward. Things change, you moving forward. Like, you don't let shit shake you. Shit going fucked up, you keep the same motherfucking energy that you had if it would have went well. You keep the same motherfucking energy no matter what. That's basically the teachings of stoicism, my nigga. You know, and I'm big on that shit. You know, I'm not finna let nobody get me out of my character. This is who I am no matter what. 
Whether you beautiful or ugly, this is what you get. Whether you like me or dislike me, this is what you get. No matter what it is in life, I am who I am. And I'm going to do what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to be a man in all motherfucking situations. Nigga, no matter what the fuck it is, nigga, you always going to get this me. You know, and that was the gist of that one. You know, next episode, leverage your life insurance with um Mr. Brown. You know, y'all motherfuckers go follow my dog, man. Mr. Brown life agent. You know, he came through and dropped a whole lot of financial jewels about being able to leverage your life insurance, you know, in order to basically take a loan out against your life insurance policy and start a business, buy a home or do a whole lot of shit. You know, the the life insurance that you have, you can leverage while you're still alive. Like, you don't got to be dead to use your life insurance. I'm cool, Brownie. I ate already. You know, like, in that episode, I pretty much just let him do all the talking. He knew 100% about what the fuck was going on as far as that. Because me personally, shit, it was a lot of information that I needed. So I pretty much let that nigga, you know, spit his shit. So y'all niggas go check out episode 138, my nigga. Episode 139, Dating Game. It was an episode that turned into a three-parter. You know, shout out to Shan from the She Gets It podcast. You know, at Shan B. Podden. Pretty much this episode, I don't really like to do relationship episodes too much. So I kind of just wrote like a super episode, my nigga. You know, so the dating game was basically me giving the the bottom bricks of what I was going to talk about in those next three episodes, which was just me telling motherfuckers how to maneuver in relationships, how to attract the opposite sex, you know, how to talk to women, how women should talk to men, the type of person that you should be, how you should carry yourself as a single person if you want to attract somebody, how to carry yourself as a person who wants to fuck with somebody long term, short term. Fuck buddy or however, you know, and a lot of what that was, was being honest with yourself about your wants, being honest with yourself about who you could attract, who you should be looking for, where you are in life and the type of motherfucker that you should be looking for based on who you are and what you have to offer, you know, because I feel like a lot of what fucks people up in the relationship game is. They be wanting shit they can't fucking afford. They be wanting to be with motherfuckers that they not evenly yoked with. Like you looking for somebody that don't match who you are. You looking for motherfuckers that ain't matching where you are in life. And a lot of times that ends badly. Whether it be in the long term or on the short term. Whether that stops you from fucking with their ass in general. Which makes them be like, nigga, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna return a text from your punk ass. You know, a lot of times that's not because you're saying the wrong thing, but you're saying the right thing to the wrong fucking person. You might not be a bad person, you just bad for that person who you trying to fucking approach. So a lot of this shit is, or what that fucking episode was, was me just breaking down all that shit. You know, the next episode, episode 140, shooting your shot. You know, I had Barbie from the, um, um, I had fucking Court from the Barbie Way podcast and my homegirl Mo with Mo. Shout out to them. You know, and it was basically us talking about shooting your shot. Like, 
a men and woman perspective on how to shoot your shot at the opposite sex, whether that be in person, in DMs, you know, you, you know, um, just being the, the, the best motherfucker who you can be to put your best foot forward when you actually decide to approach somebody of the opposite sex or the same sex because it's 2023. Y'all niggas know motherfuckers be doing all type of shit now. But it was me talking about how motherfuckers should approach a potential love interest. Let me just put it that way. Somebody who you're looking to make love to or get into a fucking relationship with. You know, the fucking next episode, episode 141, dating game over. Pretty much just me talking about like the the new social media culture of dating. You know, like the the whole relationship guru shit where everybody's looking at these fucking content creators as, you know, motherfucking experts, which none of us are fucking experts. We don't know everything. I always always tell y'all, motherfucker, I don't know all the shit. I just know some shit. I just be talking shit. I'm just speaking from experience, my nigga. I don't know every motherfucking thing. I don't come in this motherfucker as the authority on shit. I'm doing the same shit everybody else doing. But as people, you shouldn't be looking to content creators as your fucking be all end all of the information that you use to fuck with motherfuckers in the dating game. Because we don't know all the shit. We only know what we know. You know, so when it comes to what I say, don't take what I say as the gospel. Take what I say as a suggestion. Take what I say as just me putting a bug in your ear and you moving forward based on what I said. Don't do what I say. Do what you do based on what I said. You know, episode 142, the game of life. Basically talking about how everything in life I look at as a game. The reason that this episode or the reason that this show is called too much game is because game is just a word that us in the street use for wisdom. Wisdom being knowledge in application, practical wisdom, you know, things that you know, and you applying how you move based on things, you know, bless that is. That's what game is. So the episode, the game of life was basically me telling you in life, everything is game. You know, you always have to put your best effort in a game in order for you to win. You have to understand the rules of any game that you play in order to win. You have to have all the fucking the necessary information in order for you to play the game of life. Well, you have to study game film to win in the game in order for you to understand in order for you to beat your opponent you have to understand your opponent in life you always have to have all the information in order for you to move correctly in order for you to win at the game of life that's what this fucking show is that's why this shit is game you know i'm giving you all the information that i could give you so you can move forward and prosper in life that's basically what the what that episode was. You know, the next episode, Terms and Conditions. You know, 
I did an episode signed on a dotted line. I was talking about fucked up contracts that rappers have. You know, a lot of times motherfuckers go into fucked up agreements because they don't read the terms and the conditions of the agreement that they're going into. This goes back to what I'm talking about as far as having information, having game. You going into a lot of these situations in your life and it goes fucked up for you because you don't understand the terms and the conditions of these agreements that you're going into. That's why they fail. That's why relationships fail. Because some motherfuckers have different terms and conditions. You know, terms being what you have to offer. Conditions being what you'll motherfucking accept. You know, sometimes... When it comes to a relationship, we might feel like, let's just say me, I'm looking at it like I'm just trying to get some pussy, have some cool times, and kick it. You, you want a long-term relationship with love and a future. And I'm, you know, we not evenly yoked. So you might have heard me say, man, all I'm looking for is a good time. But you didn't. Accept the terms and conditions of what the fuck I said. So moving forward, you're trying to get me to do something that I never agreed to doing. You know, and a lot of what that episode was, was me talking about understanding what the terms and conditions are in anything that you're going to do. Whether that be jobs that you're going into, understanding your duties, understanding what you're going to get paid in those situations relationships understanding what you want out of the deal what the person who you fucking with wants out of the deal you know what they what you're willing to accept what you have to offer and that same thing from the other person who you're going into that agreement with always understanding the terms and conditions of any agreement that you're going into in life not just in contractual situations But in relationship situations, in work situations, in friendships, and in all that shit, you always want to understand what the fuck is going on with who you going into anything with. Next episode was Simp Demi talking about uh, this nigga Earth Gotti did a fucking Drink Champs interview talking about motherfucking um, Ashanti. Relationship was years in the past And this nigga was still talking about that shit And a lot of what the nigga was talking about Was some simp shit And at that at the time that I recorded the episode It just was a lot of bullshit going on As far as like niggas simping Simp energy was like floating around at that time You know and I kind of had to break down What a simp actually was Because a lot of niggas be using the term simp And they don't know what a fucking simp is my nigga like, you know, a, a, a lot of these niggas got these terms fucked up because a lot of this terminology come from pimps. But a lot of these square niggas just be using it and not even really knowing what the fuck that shit be meaning. Like, a nigga will see you compliment a girl and say, oh, nigga, you a simp. A nigga will see you take a woman on a nice date and call you a simp. A nigga think that anything nice you do for a woman is simping. That's bullshit. A lot of motherfuckers call Russell Wilson a simp. That's bullshit. Russell Wilson is not a fucking simp, my nigga. Russell Wilson is just a man that's taking care of his motherfucking responsibilities as a husband. He's taking care of his responsibilities 
as a man to his woman. A simp is somebody that does all that shit and don't get nothing in return. That's what a simp is. A simp is a motherfucker that put forth a hundred percent effort and get zero percent return. That is what a simp is, my nigga. Russell Wilson is getting a return on his investment. That nigga is sewing into his woman and the return that he's getting is the love that she's giving him. We don't know what happened in their household, but I always say, nigga, a, a, a happy woman is a freaky woman. Nigga, a happy woman is a helpful woman. A happy woman is a productive woman. That nigga is making her very happy. So in turn, I feel like she's making him very happy. That's why he's being a cheerful giver to his woman. Because she's being a cheerful giver back to him, my nigga. That energy is being returned. A simp is a motherfucker who's doing all that bullshit and ain't getting shit back. Nigga, you, you, you buying all this shit for this woman. Doing all this shit for this woman. And she ain't giving you nothing back. That's what a fucking simp is, my nigga. And a lot of these same niggas that'll sit here and call Russell Wilson a simp ain't getting no pussy. They ain't getting no type of energy from their woman. But calling everybody else a motherfucking simp, and a lot of times they be the simps. That's what that motherfucking episode was about. Next episode, 145, J.P. Morgan Freestyle. Me just talking about how a lot of motherfuckers move in business. And whether or not you like it, these motherfuckers are successful because they literally do what it takes to succeed. Nigga, whether it's robbing, stealing, or killing, motherfuckers gonna do what the fuck they gotta do to succeed. You know, whether or not you agree with what they do, they do what they have to do in order to get what the fuck they want out of life. You know, and you do with that information what you want to do with it. I'm not promoting no type of activities, whether that be legal or illegal, moral or immoral, good, bad, ugly, or whatever the fuck. Nigga, that episode was just about motherfuckers doing what the fuck they got to do to get what the fuck they want out of life. Because that's what a lot of motherfuckers did who have been successful. They've done what it took, my nigga. You know, next motherfucking episode, the friends freestyle, nigga, just me talk about friendships in fucking general, my nigga. You know, the friends that you have, whether they be good or bad, relationships that you have, whether strong or weak, you know, a lot of what's going to happen in motherfucking life is going to be based on the relationships that you have and how you treat those relationships. That's what that motherfucker was about. Next episode, 147, the Was It Worth It freestyle, which was talking about that nigga, um... P&B Rock got smoked in Roscoe's for moving Goofy. It was a fucked up situation, my nigga. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it was one of those, you know, a cautionary tale, my nigga. He was a proverb on how you move through life, my nigga. You can't be moving like a motherfucking Goofy out here. Niggas is starving, my nigga. Motherfuckers gonna come get that shit, my nigga. You know, and that's what it was, my nigga, like. He had to learn the hard way, you know, and that's basically what that episode was about. My nigga, like, you know, you got to move like you important when you important. You can't move like a goon when you a boss. That nigga was moving like a fucking goofy and he ain't no, you ain't no small fry. So you can't move like one. 
Kind of the same as the fucking Don't Step Off the Throne episode, my nigga. When you an important person, you got to move like an important person. He didn't, and he paid the ultimate fucking price. You know, and a lot of these motherfuckers, man, I ain't realize how much motherfucking shit I did in 2022, my nigga. But, you know, I ain't even going to hold you niggas for too much longer. You know, that was just a whole lot of the fucking episodes that I started the year with. I probably should have just cut that shit to, like, my favorite episodes. But, you know, it is what it is. A nigga just wanted to talk my shit, but I've been running real long. I know a lot of motherfuckers probably in bed already. It's damn near midnight on the East Coast. But, um, you know, happy motherfucking 2023 to everybody. You know, as far as fucking 2022 go, I, I wouldn't be right. I probably should have started the motherfucking episode with this shit, but... You know, nigga, blame my motherfucking head. Don't blame my goddamn heart. But, uh, nigga, let me say motherfucking rest in peace to Sinful the P, my nigga. You know, Sinful the P was like my favorite motherfucking YouTuber, and the nigga just recently passed away. You know, I hated to get that news. A lot of motherfuckers ain't gonna know who Sinful the P is, but that nigga was a motherfucking... Game spitter, my nigga. Like, as much as I say I'm the best at this shit, that was one of the niggas who I'd have to, like, really, like, give it up to and be like, nah, nigga. That that nigga different. That nigga's on a whole nother motherfucking level. So, rest in peace, sin for the P, nigga. Rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. We just found out Gangsta Boo passed, I think, today. Rest in peace, motherfucking Gangsta Boo. Rest in peace to the legendary soccer player, Pelé. You know, like, I ain't even really know about soccer growing up. That was the one soccer player I knew, Pelé. Nigga, a, a Brazilian soccer player who was one of the motherfucking greatest to ever do that shit. He just passed away. R.I.P. Takeoff. We lost that nigga earlier this year. You know, so, gotta say rest in peace to that motherfucker. Nigga, R.I.P. to the legendary P. Kenny Red. You know, the concrete general. You know, legendary motherfucker out the pimp game. You know, R.I.P. K. Slay, who died this year. R.I.P. my nigga Kevin Samuels. You know, um, R.I.P. shit, Draco and Slim 400 just because. Because I think them niggas died last year. But still, rest in peace any motherfucking way. You know, I hate to fucking end, end the motherfucking episode on a sour note. But I had to get those off, nigga. I'm already, like, running long in this shit. You know, I know a lot of you motherfuckers is up past your bedtime. And I appreciate that shit. But uh, basically, nigga, I just gave y'all a whole bunch of what the fuck I talked about last year. So moving forward, you know what you say, Fly NJ, shout out Big Scar. You know, rest in peace to Big Scar. All the rest in pieces that we have, any motherfucker who I forgot, like I said, nigga, blame my head, not my heart. But, um, you know, nigga, 2023, more good motherfucking content. More motherfucking game, better episodes, more episodes, more motherfucking consistency. I don't know if I'm going to be working with motherfuckers because y'all niggas know how I get, nigga. I ain't with all them features and shit. But, you know, a motherfucker going to do what the fuck I can do based on how the fuck I do this shit. But uh, I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.
This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. If you would like to support me financially, uh, cash at me at Uncle Dolomite or get you some merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast.store. T O O Much Game Podcast.store. Uh, support the motherfucking team, Townhouse Media, Town E House Media, uh, Patreon.com slash Townhouse Media. Support the other Townhouse Media podcast, Sports for You podcast, who I keep on the screen behind me. Sports number four, letter U, with Mark John Watson and Nick motherfucking Freeze. Um, the No Rules podcast coming back. Shout out to my niggas from No Rules podcast. I think they gonna be running that shit on Thursday evenings at like 6 p.m. Pacific time. So y'all niggas be on the lookout for the No Rules podcast. No Rules with a Z. Um, follow me on social media. At Uncle Dolomite on Instagram and Twitter Or at Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram Too Much Game Pod on Twitter um, You know, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe Hit the notification bell so you can get notifications when I drop episodes And uh, I think that's it I ain't here to help you get bitches I'm here to help you get better Too Much Game Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.